My name is Jack McLean, I'm the host, and the Get Better Plan is a concept I learned during my time at the Hawthorne Football Club. I work closely with the academy players and I've been implementing similar methods to our Prepare Like a Pro athletes. I want to share this concept with you, our podcast listener. So you might be thinking, how does the Get Better Plan work? Well, each month we review and reflect each athlete's development and work out what is the bottleneck of their physical development, i.e. what is the one thing that is really letting down them to play at their best potential week after week. From there, we pick one lifestyle focus, for example, getting to sleep by 10 p.m., five days a week, and a physical focus, for example, bringing max effort to the key lifts in their gym program. From there, each athlete join me live every week at 5 p.m. Sundays, and I present on a certain topic. The athletes journal their learnings and implementations and reflect each week on what worked and what did for their get better plan. These presentations are recorded for the athletes that missed the presentation, and I wanna share some of the content to you, our wider podcast community. If you're new to the podcast, every week I interview leaders in the AFL and high performance industries live on our YouTube channel. We drop an inspiring and educational podcast every Tuesday and Friday. And on Sundays, I host a live Instagram Q&A answering all questions that were sent to us by a direct message or email through to us. So if you're struggling with increasing your muscle mass, lowering your 2K time trial, or perhaps struggling with improving your 20 meter speed time, send through your questions to our Instagram or email us at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Let's get into today's episode. This week's Prepare Like a Pro Get Better Plan, we'll be discussing warm-ups. Now that we're in season, warm-ups are a great opportunity to not only recover from the game that's been played early in the week and allow you to get better quality session done from your football preparation point of view, but also they're a really good way to improve your athletic development. So we want to make sure from a physical point of view, we are still getting certainly stronger and, and, and faster in season that's definitely the mindset for young developing players and then from a match conditioning point of view from a conditioning point of view at this time of year early in pre-season where practice matches are starting to pop up or they're finished and competitive games are starting to come in we're really filtering towards more our match conditioning so typically a football will have 50 to 60 percent of their weekly volumes coming from games and that's why recovery is so important during the week but it's also really important that we're and moving well and, and recovering well during the week as well. So we're before preparing ourselves for performance. There's a few different factors for whoever's running the warm-up, whether it be a player, a skills coach, tactical coach, or a strength and conditioning coach if you have one at your club. For This presentation will be revolved around if a strength and conditioning coach is running it or for the players that run it. So you have the uh, knowledge on, on how to appropriately prepare a good warm-up. And that's the real key with warm-ups is we don't want to just do a lap around the do a couple of stationary kicks and then get straight into it. We can definitely make the most of the time and make sure that it's effective. And that's where we want to take into account some key areas. And there's some certain rules that I have that no matter what, I try and make sure I incorporate in, in the warm-ups that I've run and been lucky enough to work under some really good practitioners and have definitely um, transferred their knowledge into my philosophy when it comes to warm-ups. So like I mentioned before, we've got the athlete development side. So another opportunity to improve movement competency of the athlete. So how well their running technique is, how well are they coordinating their arms with their legs? What is their hip stability like? Getting in some change of direction techniques some jump and land technique and sprinting technique. So we've got our 
uh, coaches' eyes on and we're giving some feedback to the athletes. From there, also doing some mobility as the body, especially football being a winter sport, athletes may have just come down if they're training typically in the afternoon, uh, may have been sitting at school all day. So their hip flexors and hamstrings and lower back will be tight. So make sure we're, we're increasing our range of motion through those, through those areas. So when you, you're more able to pick up a ground ball more freely, you can change your direction more freely with your hips and you're able to accelerate well through your, through your ankles. So mobility of ankles, hips, and spine is really, really important, particularly after a loss, making sure that we're reading the group and we're tapping into what the state of the athletes are from a mental point of view. So if the mood's down, people are feeling a bit flat, and that's where having some fun games like, and I'll, I'll provide some examples of some later on, but like touch rugby, soccer, counting some group games where you're reacting to numbers. So if you're yelling out five, the whole group's got to get into groups of five. And if you're left out, then you've got to do some form of punishment. And these are a really good opportunity for just basically get our mind off what the weekend's performance and have a bit of a circuit breaker, so, so to speak. So you're encouraging the athletes to get loud and having lots of fun. And that can be really good for improving our mood. And as we know with mood, that's going to, if we're having fun and we're enjoying our football, not only are you going to play better footy, but also you're going to prepare better during the week. And then particularly early in the week, recovery is really, really important. So if you've come off a Sunday game, the Tuesday, your first session, if it's plus two off a game day, is, is really important that we're getting a flush run through with a leg. So that's where we might add in like some lane kicking. So you're spaced out about 100 metres apart. So you're getting a 30 metre kick, but you're doing some run throughs as well. So you're getting a good 70, 80 metre volume and you might do that for, for five to 10 minutes. So the athletes are getting around 600 metres of just easy pace running. And that can be a really good way to get some active recovery in as well. So they're some of the key pillars. This would be a, tep- a typical week from a Saturday to Saturday. So Sunday, if you, if you just played on, on the day before, plus day, plus one from the game day, Sunday is where we might have a pool recovery. Really, really great for flushing the legs like I was talking about before, or you might opt to do a, a bike recovery. But there's no on-field football training. There's no sprinting targets, no work in the gym, and we're not doing any energy system development, no conditioning. Then Monday, we're starting to move through range a lot more. So hopefully the swelling and the bruises and the, all the knocks are starting to settle so we can get a good session out, our main upper body strength session in the Monday. And then from everything else, on-field, no targets and conditioning, no targets. Some of you may be transitioning from your pre-season to your in-season, so you may be still training Monday, Wednesday. And therefore, that's when you'd have what I've put down as your Tuesday session that would flow on to, to Mondays. Tuesday, by this point now, our recovery would be as specific to football as we can. So we're working on the football fundamentals. So trying to get as many touches as possible in the session, but the intensity isn't really. So we're still in that phase where we're respecting that we're 72 hours after from the game. So getting in some craft work, some tactical technical work, typically that's when the coaches will do a bit of a review from the game performance. So you're still reflecting on, on the weekend's performance, you're getting some feedback. And then from there, that's when we want to make sure we're getting in a good footy session. And by getting that craft football session in, that should transfer nicely into our main session on the Thursday. It's our main lower body strength. What we do know with, with strength work and the research is strong on this is that even if you're sore and fatigued, the body is really, really good at being able to produce max force. Where it's not good when we're fatigued, producing force rapidly. So that works really well for the way we do our strength training, we'll lift heavily early in the week with our lower body. Even if we're still a bit banged up, you'll be able to grind out a quality session. 
and then we'll do our power work at the end of the week. Not only does that allow you to continue to get stronger and, and more powerful over the season, but also it works nicely into doing our recovery early in the week and then focusing more on, on moving explosively at the end of the week, preparing ourselves as a bit of a primer going into the next week's game. So they work hand in hand, which is really nice. Conditioning would only be there if you had a buy on the weekend and we might put get some extra running loads out on the Tuesday, do some conditioning after skills. Wednesday, completely day off, typically in my program. So it's a good opportunity if you're at uni, you're at school, catch up with some mates outside of football, just do some things that you don't have time for, particularly with football because it is so demanding. So that's a, that's a day off from a football program point of view. And definitely recommend you take it. Thursdays, we're very much focused on intensity on the field. So it's our main football session for the week. We'll have our sprinting targets, which is usually quite individual. So everyone will have at a weekly norm of what they hit for a typical game week. So that way we can work off that game. So if we know you've got a game on this Saturday, we'll have your average for what you'll hit for that week. And then what did you hit for the last week? So let's say your weekly norm is 400 metres, but on the weekend before it was a really small ground, it was wet weather footy, and you only hit 100 metres. So if we know that you're going to hit 400 that Saturday, we'll work back from that. So we've got 300 there where we need to try and top up. Okay, so... We'll get, we'll get in a good sprint session in on the, on that Thursday. And typically, we'll do that over flying 40s. So you've got the center square, which is typically around 40 meters. Um, we want to try and use the first 10 to 15 meters as a gradual acceleration. And then in the middle around the center circle is where you're hitting your high intensity. So it might be 80% or 85 or uh, your last efforts will be around 90% and above of max velocity. And then you use the rest of the center square to slowly decelerate. So you're not holding... Uh, high sprinting speed for a long duration. You're just building up to it gradually and then winding down. And that's just to get your hamstrings uh, as well as get you primed for the session from a neural point of view uh, leading into to the game week for that week. Our strength session is typically in more unilateral work, so more stability-based stuff. We've done our strength stuff early in the week. We'll do some more power-based work. So at the moment we've got power shrugs which you're basically moving a moderate weight explosively. And then we've got our injury prevention work, so outer range exercises, eccentrics, things like Nordics, Bulgarian split squats, Copenhagen's. So a lot of single leg work. And if we're going into a short turnaround, let's say we've gone from a Sunday to a Saturday, that Thursday session would become a total body session. No conditioning plan for that session. Friday is simply a primer session. So for those on the program, you'll be aware of that. We were basically doing a med ball circuit we pair in some mobility work just to get the body feeling good. It's all about a short, sharp session. So it should go no longer than 30 minutes. You work up to a little bit of a sweat because you're moving explosively and your intent is to move every rip as fast as possible. But you're doing absolutely low volume, so there's no residual fatigue. So you shouldn't feel sore the next day going into the game, but you should feel ready to perform. That's a lot of players, it's really popular in the AFL ranks now, and now it's starting to filter through to state league and, and local local leagues as well, where the day before a game, you're moving really, really fast. It's very popular in rugby and it's starting to become quite popular in the, in the AFL now. Saturday, unless you've got a bye week, that's where we might have a bit of top-up conditioning. But other than that, it's just purely a game day routine and making sure we're well-fueled, we've slept well the night before, and we're going in mentally relaxed going into your football game. So we went into more details around this last week, but we talked about how to prepare for a game week and what it looked like from your recovery, your on-field, your sprint, your strength and conditioning. So all the big rocks for, for football. So if you missed this one, make sure to hit me up and I'll send you a link. Okay, we're going to go through our weekly reflection tasks now. So if you haven't already, get your notebook out 
and just note down what you did well from your scene activities. So your match day, if you played on the weekend and your training sessions, how well did you do in that space from a physical point of view? So you think about how well you trained from an intensity point of view. Did you hit all your sessions? And what were some things that you were pleased with that you want to continue going into next week because they worked well for you? And then same in that scene space, what was an area that you felt you didn't perform as well as you would have liked? And if you played a game, it negatively affect your game performance. So you're going to try and prioritize that next week to ensure that you're giving yourself the most opportunity to perform well next game. And then moving on to the unseen space. So for those familiar with the iceberg theory of success, it's focusing on those key pillars that hold ourselves up. Unseen activities are the things that we do away from the football club, away from our teammates. So your sleep, your stress management, and how well you're fueling your nutrition and your hydration. So we want to put a lot of energy into that because at the end of the day, we do a lot more of those things over our week than we do the seen activities of training and playing a game. So if we can influence your eating habits, your sleeping habits, and your mental health, that's going to have a direct uh, influence not only on how much, how well you perform, but also your enjoyment in the game. So note down what's an area of your unseen of those three big rocks that you did really, really well last week and you want to continue because you, you felt like that had a strong effect of your game. And then of those three, what's an area that you're going to put a little bit more energy into because you potentially didn't do it as well as you would have liked. And moving into this week's presentation, so as I mentioned before, we have some key pillars for when I'm designing a warm-up. And uh, like I mentioned, games can be a great circuit breaker, particularly coming off a land to, to help lighten up the mood as well as if we're in the thick of preseason around that February time where everyone's feeling a bit fatigued. Uh, it can be a good way to lighten up the session and, and get us in a mental state that's going to get us enjoying our football. So some of the favorite ones, like I mentioned, call off numbers to group off. Simon says face off with a partner. So that's where you're doing, you've got, you've got a football in the middle of, of a pair and or it can be a tag strap, anything that the part that you're competing with, with the person in front of you, and you're listening to the person who's running the, the game. So they might say knees where you both, both partners are going to touch their knees, shoulders, toes, and then until you hear footy, and then that's when it's the first to get to the footy and you might do best of five. So things like that, little competitions, a touch rugby is great, soccer. Obviously make sure the dimensions of the game are, are relatively small if you're coming off a game um, load early in the week so we're not getting high exposure to uh, volume of, for, for intensity that you don't want to get. So change the dimensions of the game or the numbers in the game considering what you want to get out of it from a physical point of view. But it's a great opportunity to really boost the energy of the group and really encourage lots of voice. Um, is really, really important for, for, the, for the games to have a good influence on the night's training session. So incorporating games and fun engagement in a warm-up can be really helpful. Thank you so much for listening to the Prepare Like a Pro Get Better Plan playlist. If you enjoyed this episode and want access to the whole presentation, you can join our academy for as little as $5 per month. Click the link in our show notes or search for Prepare Like a Pro in the Patreon app I really appreciate your support. To recommend a guest for a future episode or to discuss advertising your brand on the Prepare Like a Pro platform, email me at jack at preparelikeapro.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.